community is now living in a time of anticipation and expectation of better days. We uh, seem to have come through the worst of the pandemic in, in our country at any rate. We hope that is so and that the beginnings of the return of some of the normal ways that we fill our days will continue. Uh, there'll be more return to the ability to do normal things uh, while, you know, being prudent, protecting our communities. But we're kind of in anticipation now of, of better days to come. In that respect, I think we've got a lot in common with the apostles and the first believers in this time that we are marking after Easter. They had had the awful shock and fear and panic of Jesus' death. And then the experience of meeting him risen from the dead. And they'd been filled with joy by that. But somehow or other, the power of his rising hadn't kind of really entered into them yet. Uh, and he spoke to them of this, told them to stay in the city until they were clothed with power from on high. Or in the gospel that we read from John this morning, I will not leave you orphans, I'll come back to you. I'm going to my Father and we will send you the Spirit. The Spirit the world cannot live cannot say, uh, does not know, but you know because he is with you, he's in you. They were living in this time of, of relief, I guess, and joy. They were believers, they were committed now to Jesus, but somehow there was this thing that was yet to come, the spirit that would fill them with his life and his power, his energy, his faith. And so we will celebrate Pentecost in another two weeks and that is the celebration of the coming of the Holy Spirit on that first congregation. But, you know, we, we always have to sort of not just get lost in the history of things, but see what it means for believers today. We know what the apostles uh, concluded from their experience of receiving the Spirit that so completely changed them. They, they, they felt them, themselves changed. They felt themselves living in a new way. And they concluded that that was the, the final stage, short of heaven, of the Christian life. So we heard in the second reading there today, sorry, I beg your pardon, the first reading, from the Acts of the Apostles, you know. Philip goes to Samaria and preaches the gospel. He works miracles and people see that and they come to believe in the Lord Jesus and they're, and they're baptized. But word goes back to Jerusalem where the apostles conclude that they need to send people to them. Peter and John go to Samaria because the Samaritans have not yet received the Holy Spirit.
They're in that in-between spot where they're believers. They're Christians, if you like. But the power of that hasn't yet filled them. They haven't been recreated. Uh, it's worth our noting that because a lot of the time I think our contemporary Christianity seen from outside certainly and sometimes from within the body of believers you know stop short of that complete kind of transformation St Paul could speak of I don't live anymore Jesus Christ lives in me for me to live is Christ and so on we sometimes certainly from outside we're seen as people who believe certain things or who live by a certain moral code and, and kind of that's the end of it almost uh, and for the apostles that would not have been enough they would want us to be filled with the power of the, the spirit just as they wanted those Samaritans to go on the, the full Christian journey if you like to be changed, to be renewed from within, to have a, a power and an energy of, of Christ living within them. And so we must, in some way, open ourselves to that, aspire to that. You know, again, from outside, being a Christian can be seen as a kind of, of moral code. You know, at, at its worst, it's uh, that sort of wows a thing that so many Australians think church people are are all wowsers, you know, it's about don't drink, don't smoke, don't swear, don't gamble, don't do anything that might lead you to do any of those things. You know, it's that, it's that kind of, uh, it's all about being so good. Well, yeah, uh, that's not really where we stop, is it? There's that power of Christ living within us that's not about simply don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. But it's about being unafraid to do the works of love. It's being unafraid to take up the cross in our lives, the challenges to get things to where they should be. Take up the, the, the cross of the way that God's called us to be and to go with every confidence, to listen to what the Lord is saying from within us where his spirit speaks. He'll teach you all things. Uh, to know that Christ lives in us and every day to feel that sort of newness that's within us. Of course, for us it's always an imperfect thing. We're always calling upon the spirit to come and fill us, or we should be. We should not just settle down into Christianity as a culture, as a set of practices, as a set of beliefs, but as a living in the presence of the God who lives in us. Jesus promised it. Power will come upon you from on high. Uh, the Father and I will come to you. We will make our home in you. It's all there in this morning's gospel. So as we are in this time between Easter and Pentecost, we realize we're between those two signposts of Christianity, from the believing, from the great joy of Jesus' resurrection 
to the time when it really fills us and remakes us. And so let our prayer be now, that great prayer of the church that we've heard so often. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love that they may be created. Send forth your spirit and they will be created and you will renew the face of the earth.